<laughs> all right, all right. You're going to learn now. It's uh, hour number two of the Lemon City Live podcast. It's brought to you by our friends at Big Brother Express. For all your moving and logistical needs, whether you're moving across town or across the state, call our boy Frank at 305-767-8513 or visit bigbrotherexpress.com. Yep. All right. So we talked a lot of crap, wasted a lot of time talking about Infinity War. It wasn't wasted a lot of time. We spent a lot of positive um, uh, superhero movie talk to open up the show. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now, I want to bring it, I want to get a little bit of a, I want you guys to laugh at me a little bit and be a little bit of a downer right now. Right. I wanted to share this story. So, I, <laughs> okay, a long time ago, I had an idea. And um, before I thought of like this, of, 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 getting together with you and creating the uh, world's greatest sports podcast. Um, I had this idea a long time ago when I had a Blackberry uh-huh. where um, I ran into this problem where that I think we've all run into mm-hmm. where you're out on the road, maybe in some neighborhood you don't know or on a road trip or something. And you're like, man, I got to poop, bro. Uh-huh. I just, I got to drop it, you know, and you're, 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 you're driving, you're looking for an exit or you're in some, some place and you're like, man, I need to, I just hope, that, you know, wherever I end up is a clean place. Because there's no, man, that's got to be one of the worst feelings. Oh, yeah. I think taking a dump when it's, like, with no power in the house and you're just, like, sweating in the oh, bathroom and there's so no electricity, bad. like, like when that happened to me during the hurricane, um, it was, I think that's the worst. And I think the okay. second worst is when you really have to go and you get to, like, some gas station or somewhere and you get to, and it just, it looks like someone blew it up before you. It's just the biggest mess and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm going to shit my pants today. Oh. You know? <laughs> Dalai Lama on the stones. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's when you run into the forest, bro. Yeah, and and it's happened. It's happened. So I had this idea a long time ago where I was like, man, I should make an app Mm -hmm. where people put reviews about bathrooms, public bathrooms. And they say, oh, (laughs) and they say, if it's a clean place or if it's a if it's a dirty place, you know, like what's good about it, or if it's you know, was it spacious, little pros and cons, and. I was like, yeah, this should be good. And I, and I had some enthusiasm from a couple of friends. They were like, yeah, bro, that's a good idea, man. You should do it. Now, I didn't know anything about developing an app or anything like that. It was very, it was very elementary uh, level of, of idea here. But I felt like I had a good idea. I kind of sat on it for a little bit. <laughs> and um, Pun intended. Pun intended. And then sometime later, I was like, you know what? I, I think I have a good idea. And I, started, and I was like, you know, let me look up and see if there's anything like this. And I came across something called Sit or Squat. Uh-huh. Um, it was an app called Sitter Squat where somebody had beat me to the punch, mm. you know, and I was like, son of a bitch, this guy had it. <laughs> but even then, it was still, still very infant, very raw. If I had really, uh, really uh, pushed through and uh, and you know followed up, maybe I could have done something with it. But I bring this up because a couple days ago, at work we were talking. I don't know how the conversation came up, but I brought this up and I was like, you know what? I wonder if that thing's still around. And I looked it up, bro. The guy who created Sitter Squat sold the app. And the service to Charmin. Oh. Can you imagine how sweet that was? Nice. That Charmin, the yeah. biggest toilet paper company, came by and said, hey, that's a cool idea. We want people to think about pooping and think about Charmin at the same time. Yep. So now it's Charmin Sitter Squat. Damn. How Damn. fucked up I wonder is how much that, he made. Dude? You know how much he made? I don't know, uh-huh. but it's got to be nice payday, oh, yeah, bro, yeah, to get sure. bought out by a huge company like that. Dude, when that's they the met, when they met <laughs> with him... Was yeah. it like two bears in a in a suit? Oh, I, it's got to be. I figure it's got to be like a guy in a bear suit, you know, with a but, blazer but on. No, no pants. No just, pants. Just no pants. Blazer. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Always got to be Winnie the Pooh. You know, just a blazer. And he's like, all right, mister, I think we have a good deal here. Here's yeah. our proposal. He slides it over on the table <laughs> on a piece of Charmin paper. <laughs> That's the Dalai Lama. I, I never used the bathroom. I, I, I used the forest. I used the, the grass. 
But the Dalai Lama never, never uses bathroom. Dalai Lama doesn't use that. Just in case you're wondering, we're joined <laughs> by the Dalai Lama. Yeah, Titi stepped away for a little bit right now. Dalai, yeah. Dalai Lama is here to, to give you sports review. <laughs> I'm here in spirit form. No, I was in spirit form last week. Yeah. Game one, Cavs, Warriors. <laughs> but I'm here today to talk about... Where's that City voice line? coming from? I can't even see. He's not even here. It's just the spirit talking to us. It's crazy. There's no one <laughs> sitting in his seat right now. <laughs> but sit a squat? <laughs> I'd rather float. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, oh man. Now you have it while we have you here. Um, all right, quickly. Who's, who's, um, give us your take real quick. Cavs? Have a chance, or is it going to be a sweep for the Warriors? Dalai Lama looks at both teams, and Steph Curry, <laughs> Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, they float. <laughs> Clay Thompson, Ooh. fantastic players. They have the Dalai Lama spirit. Mm. But LeBron James, LeBron James, he has the spirit as well, but oh. he has the negative energy. From the other players. <laughs> Dalai Lama believes, Dalai Lama, that the Warriors will win during game three. But if LeBron James finds the spirit fast, he will <laughs> prevail. Oh, hot take from the Dalai Lama there. The Dalai Lama loves you. Oh, there he is. He's taking form. The Dalai Lama is. Look at this. Out of lemon. Here. He's got a lemon necklace. Tanar Davis will be back. <laughs> Anytime you guys want to talk to the Dalai Lama, <laughs> pray to a lemon, and I will hear you. That is a cool hat. Thank you, Dalai Lemon, for joining us. Everybody give him He's a round so of hot right now. So hot right now, yeah. Thank you, Dalai Lemon. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm back. Who, who, who was that? <laughs> oh, some, some weird dude calling himself the Dalai Lama. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he showed up? Showed yeah, up. Dude. Oh, that's what's up, man. Yeah. He's got a funny he hat us, and a, a lemon necklace, man. I hope yeah. he gave us some good knowledge. <laughs> no, he, he did. He dropped knowledge. He shared the juice. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, that's my sitter squat story. I yeah. it, I brought it up because it just kind of bummed me out. I was like, man, I really thought I could have uh, could have been the Charmin guy. We've all got stories like that, man. Yeah. Now Charmin, that's definitely bro, my favorite toilet paper. Back when I used to when I used to make music, uh huh. Me and my boys came out with an all Daft Punk mixtape. Okay. And then like, the next month, Kanye West drops his uh, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. It's just threw your shit out of the water, huh? Yep. Nah. Sorry yeah, about that, bro. It happens. Yeah. You just got to put it out faster. Yeah. You just have to put it out faster <laughs> no, it before was, somebody else does. It was already out, but... Oh, just his platform was exactly. able to get a bigger... Yeah. yeah. You know, that's how it happens. And he did it better than us, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, a little news and notes here, by the way, guys. 29 years ago, that's Debo crazy. fought Hulk Hogan. What? Yeah, bro. Where? In a subway? Damn. Stop being a bitch. That guy? Who got knocked the fuck out? <laughs> um, mm. How did that movie end? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. Do you remember the the movie No Holds Barred? I don't I don't even remember even knowing Hulk Debo Hogan and was Hall in Hogan uh, the same room. Hulk Hogan and Debo were in the yeah. same room, bro. They I don't fought. what happened twenty nine years ago. I don't remember. I was uh, even I was I was I was six. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was six. Was Game. I was thinking <laughs> about then when that movie probably was when I was big enough to watch the movie. I was I care about Game Boy and yeah, Sega. Yeah, yeah. I very I vaguely recall the movie. I do recall it though, but I, th- yeah. I thought it was interesting because I was watching um, Friday this weekend mm-hmm. while I was sitting down, uh, taking in the. Uh, I had a very casual Saturday, I think it was. Where I didn't do anything. 
nice. It was pretty nice. Can't yeah. complain. It was good. Uh, Sunday, I went to the dog beach, and uh, that was. I yeah. found out that my dogs. You like dags? My dags. They don't understand the concept of the beach. They think you swim in the sand and then you just look at the water. <laughs> they, they were all the dogs that were at the beach were all having a good time jumping into the water and you know coming back out. My dogs were like just would not get in the water and if they did they'd run out and just try to bury themselves into the dirt. But it's but it's not like I'm digging a hole and they get in. No, no, they were like trying to go headfirst into the sand, like just rubbing their faces in it and then rolling on their backs, covering themselves up in sand. Dogs horrible. Like. You know I got you know hairy dogs. Yeah, hairy dags. And uh, that should be my fantasy football name, <laughs> Harry Dag. Harry Dags. And so anyway, I had that, and I was just like, I'm looking at my dogs, and like everybody at the beach is like, you know, they look all cool with their dogs, and mine yeah. look like hot messes just, you know, there. And I'm looking at them like, guys, you're embarrassing me, man, you know? And But they, they had a good time. It was just I had a horrible time afterwards, you know, with the yeah. cleanup afterwards. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a pain. Took oh, about an hour. Really mean, took about yeah. an hour, huh, to get all that off. Oh, yeah. Send the intern. Thank you. Props to her. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was my weekend. So, um, but yeah, I was watching uh, Friday, uh-huh. and boy, I love Friday, man. Yeah, that's movies, such a good time. movie, bro. It's a classic. It's yeah, a classic. It is such it's a classic. A smoky, bro. They can't touch that movie. If they that, try to do a remake, I'll be so mad. Did you like the other two Fridays? Yeah. Yeah, but not as good as the original. Not as good as the original, but, right? But they, but, yeah, uh, but they're good. I like what? next Friday more than Friday after next. Yeah. I thought part two was, yeah, it was part two, right? Next yeah. Friday? Elps, Elps did a good job playing. I thought Dede was so funny, bro. Yeah, Dede's funny, yeah. yeah he, was, Elps what, did a great job. Dede, yeah, he did yeah, a great what was, job. What was the girl? The, the Fel- Not Felicia, is it? No, no, no. The, uh, the girl who he's scared of in, in Next Friday? Oh, it was uh, 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 Lady Rage? I, I rock rough and puff for my apple puff. Yeah, that's what, what was, what was that, the character's that, that, name, though? I don't remember the character. I, I don't remember her character's oh, name. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to Yeah, he was scared of her, yeah. She liked she liked him, but she liked him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she used to be bully like bully him and stuff and all like that. Yeah, where, where does he go? Where he goes? Where he says he's like, uh, he's like, no, you understand that, Craig? She's she, she's so yeah. easy. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, they're making another Friday. Oh yeah. Apparently. Really? Damn. Apparently, that is it's it's the secret out there. Baby D, baby D, you don't mess with baby, baby D. D. That's yeah, what baby it was. D. <laughs> also, they talking yeah, the lady about lady of rage. Yeah. Uh, they're also talking about. It was it was uttered out there. I think last year that they was gonna make Coming to America too, with uh with Kevin Hart. Uh, and, really, Kevin yeah. Hart was he? He plays like the son. Yeah, he was gonna. He was gonna <laughs> yeah, he was gonna play. But well, I don't think I don't think they didn't get Eddie Murphy's blessings. Nah. Yeah, because you it's like some things you just can't Eddie Murphy touch. should be in it. He probably he would, but the king. some things you just can't touch. Like you just can't you can't touch yeah. you can't touch Gremlins. Like I think that should stay untouched. Gremlins. Gremlins. That's, Gizmo? that's where you go with like, gremlins. Yeah, things yeah. that can't be touched. Your, your no, first go-to you is gremlins. Gremlins can't give them water after midnight. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> no. uh, Goonies. Yeah, Goonies. Uh-huh. You can't touch. Can't Coming to America is one of those you can't touch. And you know, if you want to go on cartoons, you know, obviously you can't remake the Lion King, but you can't remake the Lion King. There's some stuff that's untouchable. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. I think they are remaking The Lion King. See, but but I feel like now we're just in the era of remaking everything. Were they re- yeah. Are they remaking it with a whole different theme and climax, or they're just recoloring it? Like, they're making it look much better. Oh, like no, remastering think, it or whatever? Remastering, yeah, I sorry. Think I think they're doing live action. Of what? Lion King. Yeah, they're doing that. Leave the, like like, like how they thing. did The Jungle Book? Yeah. Yeah, but the Jungle Book was raw. Jo- Jungle Book. I go lie, Jungle Book. Mog- yeah. Now, see, okay, Mowgli, Mowgli. So they, yeah. 
So they, so they made all right. So some things can't be touched, and I thought Jungle Book couldn't be touched. If, if you, but they yeah. remade it. They did if you that don't right. Touch it, you better touch it. They right. better do it right. They yeah. touched oh that right. God, can I touch it? <laughs> <laughs> they touched that right. Yo, you know what's my favorite Jungle Book? Tailspin. Oh yeah. Tailspin. Oh, 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 the cartoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when that one. Uh, uh, Daphne. Uh, Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. and uh, Ducktales, Ducktales, Ducktales. yeah, uh -huh. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Rescue Rangers, was yeah. my that, ship, that was bro. like the uh, the 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 former. That, like, that was like the defenders of our time. Yeah, yeah. Monterey Jack, remember that? After coming after, after school, after school, you run home and watch those oh, yeah. before you go out. Oh, and play yeah, again. dude, I was yeah. all about the Tailspin, Rescue Rangers. Darkwing Duck, I was always like, mm, about, but I liked it because it had launch pad. But I liked Darkwing Duck. Darkwing but Duck I liked the uh, Ducktales, man. That was that, all three of those were like my solids. But um, but yo, you want to feel old right now, bro? Yeah. You want to feel real old? Tell me. Please. You know what year Friday came out? Next Friday? Not even like, Friday. Next Friday. Like twenty five years ago. Uh, Nineteen. Oh, no, next Friday. Nineteen ninety six. Ah, bro. Eighteen years ago. Eighteen. Okay. Two thousand, man. Two thousand. That was a sequel. Yeah. The sequel of a good movie came out 18 years ago. Next Friday Damn. came out 18 years ago? Yeah, bro. So when did Friday come out? Friday came out in the 90s, uh, 96, yeah. 97, around there. Damn. I'm telling you, yeah, bro. Man. We're old as fuck, man. Yeah, Friday's 20 years old. My God, you don't And what reminds me that I'm old now because I wake up in the morning oh, and my... Oh, my God. No, sorry. Friday was 1995. Even older, bro. Damn. Yep. Even older. We're talking 23 years ago. It's crazy, bro. Damn, bro. That's a whole generation of, of everything. That's Multiple crazy. generations have passed. When they, when, they, uh, when they did the NWA movie, they show Ice Cube writing the script of Friday. Yeah. So that's, that shows Yeah, you how I old. remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah shows you how it. long ago he was working on that. Damn, bro. We're old as fuck. We're old as dirt. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember that clip. Yeah, that's yeah. dope, man. But Friday was an all-time funny movie, man. Mm -hmm. But, okay, I want to I wanna, I wanna ask you guys here. Um... While I, while I got your attention and we're talking about funny guys. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to give you three funny guys here, okay? You got All Jim right. Carrey. Mm -hmm. We got Will Ferrell. Mm -hmm. And Adam Sandler. Okay? Mm. Now, we've discussed that the best Will Ferrell movies, we've already done that. All yeah. right? Um, we haven't the best Jim Carrey or best Adam Sandler. Mm -hmm. We'll save that for another day. Mm -hmm. But I want to know where you rank those three. All right. Give me your one. Give, start with your number three. My number three would be Sandler. Yeah, me too. I love Adam Sandler, but he'll be number three on that list. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, where's your number two? Okay, this that one's difficult. I think Will Ferrell has given me more, like, uh -huh. more funny times or whatever. Yeah. But Jim Carrey has just, I think he's giving me better. Really? Yeah, and all like, all dating back to fucking In Living Color with Fire Marshal Bill and all that shit. Uh huh. But then Will Ferrell did the same on on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, it's a, that's a big hard. catalog. I, so did Adam Sandler. Put, he was they, they, all three of them have yeah. prior movie success that made you laugh. Yeah, you know SNL and The Living Color, and then they all had big blockbusters. I put know. Ferrell. I put I put Carrie at two. I put Ferrell at one. I, it's just when he the cowbell thing. Oh yeah. Took, <laughs> it, it really that when he's when he got in the seats like keep like. Give me more cowbell, like yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh. I like, got a fever. I got a fever, like that right and there. And the only prescriptions, more cowbell. But that line is not Will Ferrell. Yeah. Line yeah, but he was part of that. That yeah. ooh, ooh, he was part of it though. Yeah, Just yeah. It, if Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, then damn it, we yeah, should get more, more cowbell. cowbell. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey. It's it's like I try to not put Carrey number two because he's he's really great at at his work. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a cheat code. My one A is 
Farrell. Farrell and 1B. Nah, bro. No cheat codes here, bro. I, I got to, man. Got to make a negative decision here, bro. I know it's hard. Fight or flight, man. Like got to pick one. All right. All right. Carry. Carry will be, carry will be, carry will be second. Farrell will be first. So you got Farrell one? You got Farrell one? Yeah. I got Farrell one, but my two differs. I got carry three. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Just because for one reason here, okay? Um... I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, at their their iconic movies that I that I go to uh-huh. and I feel like Sandler has given me more okay and more recently like I can't remember the last really funny movie of 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 Jim Carrey that's because he lost his mind and he thinks he's Andy Warhol or whatever right. not 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 Andy Warhol um, he thinks he's oh, Andy uh, Kaufman Andy Kaufman yeah yeah and but that's what I'm saying like I'm looking at like best. Uh, Jim Carrey movies. What's the funniest one? We're going about movies or overall just... Just, just I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with movies because it's easier to identify. The best, the best funniest movie Jim Carrey is... It's me, Myself, and Irene, maybe? Oh, see, I forgot about that. Yeah, That's took, the one that was escaping took, me the other day. That was really good. Me, Myself, yeah. and Irene, I've always held at really such good. a height. I might have to redo my list. Damn no, it. you can't do that. Okay. You try to hit me with that can. <laughs> no, you got Okay, you so do. Me, Myself, and Irene, Liar, Liar, Ace Ventura. I think those are my top three. Oh, Ace Ventura. I love Ace Ventura. I like Ace Ventura better than the other ones. When he came out, the liar, liar, and is my favorite one. When he came out, the ass of the rhino. That <laughs> that's was, that was that's the, one that's of the, the greatest one. movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. But again, all three of those movies have been around for a long time. Me, yeah. myself, and Irene was from the nineties as well. Was it? I think early two thousands, maybe. Me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's not that's 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 what's his name? Oh, oh, me, myself, and Irene. I'm, I'm, I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about something. I'm thinking about something about Mary. Oh, okay. oh no, I was thinking about this. Uh, yeah, me, myself, and Irene uh, from Cindy the Intern across the hall. She uh, uh-huh. says it's uh, year 2000. It's also 18 years old. 2000. So, so we're looking at 18 years ago was the last good Jim Carrey. I mean, uh, what was that? Uh, Bruce Almighty. I think that was a good one. But yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that was, was, right. that was later Jim Carrey. I didn't like that movie. Yeah, like that, that peak Carrey was in that late yeah. 90s up until this one. Um, yeah, Adam Sandler keeps coming. Now he's more like rom com now. Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's he's got some good rom coms. They're good. They're good. You know, and his stupid comedies are like when he invites all his friends, they're like horrible, but they're kind of funny. You know, like but the grown ups movies. Lets, he lets. Uh, he just lets his boys hang out and get they get paid a ton of money. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's like the, the ultimate what, hookup friend. What was the movie he did? What I think it was Animal, or the guy who was uh like turning the animal. The oh, short Rob guy. Schneider. Rob Schneider. What was the movie called? Yeah, I think it was called the, the Animal. animal. The, the Animal. Yeah. The animal, yeah. Didn't uh, Adam Sandler have something to do yeah, with yeah, that too? That, that's part of. I think that's part of his production. Yeah, yeah. He's got like his whole production crew. He just hooks up his boys. That was funny. That was funny. Grandma's boy. Grandma's Boy is yeah, an Adam Sandler yeah, production. Yeah. But then that look, movie's fucking awesome. Grandma's Boy is great, but see, to me, it's Happy Gilmore, which I know is old as shit, but oh, still yeah. holds up to me. Yeah, it does. You know, Happy Gilmore. I got Waterboy in there, oh, yeah. and that's always uh, a classic. <laughs> you know, I can never get enough Waterboy. Those two movies are, yeah, but, Mama, she told me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> so I, 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 <laughs> we was in college when uh, uh, Waterboy came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, we Waterboy, were in college. No, Waterboy came out when I was in high school, bro. Yeah, Ooh, I swear you. I thought I saw that in Yo, college. Adam Sandler's 51 years old, man. What a boy came... Damn. Wow. Check that out for me. Wait, where did it come out? What year? Uh, um, I'll tell you right now. Uh, where is it? Uh, Waterboy, 1988. Dang. Oh. Dang. See, here's my number three movie. The um, letter, 1998. See, there's Happy Gilmore, The Waterboy. Billy Madison is loved by a lot of people. Yeah. It's always a great one. But to me, there's also, uh, I'll tell you right here, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds. Yep. Um... Oh, uh, Little Nicky, which was a lot of people like. I, I never was lot, into it. A lot of people didn't like Little, little Nicky. Yeah. I liked it. I, I thought it was all right. Yeah. But I think The Wedding Singer is oh, just wedding such singer. an awesome movie. I, 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 I love, always quote Wedding Singer. Yeah. The so Wedding Singer quotes. is such a good movie. 
that it's just so dope. So to me, that's why I got him at two. Yeah. And then Will Ferrell, I've already said, Blades of, you know, um, Ricky Bobby, Blades of Glory, and then Step Brothers or Elf. You know, that's my top three. I always tell my little brother that he looks like the best friend from The Wedding Singer. The guy that dresses up like Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's Grandma's boy. Yeah, that's Grandma's that's boy. That's Grey Bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always tell him he looks like that guy because um, my brother, all he could grow is like a little mustache. <laughs> and, but he's, and he's got curly hair, which yeah. is how that guy is, yeah. uh, dresses up in a fucking wedding singer. Yeah, bro. See, I love all the cross, uh, the cross um, usage of the characters. You know, like uh, the guy who's the guy. Okay, so the guy who's the best friend in Wedding Singer uh-huh. is also Grey Bush and Grandma's Grandma's boy, and he's also the caddy, the caddy. in yeah. Happy Gilmore. You know, yep. <laughs> so he just he looks got, up he his work over and he's over. He's getting yeah. work every single yeah, day, man. And then there's the um, the guy that's on his football team in the Water Boys with the cross eyed. Oh yeah, guy. that guy's in he's all that in a, stuff he's too. He's in all his movies. And then uh, oh, and then. I can't. Dante. Dante. Dante, yeah. (laughs) Look at the monkey. (laughs) I thought the monkey kung fu. uh, Karate. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And this, which leads me to my next, one of my other favorite lines from a really awful Adam Sandler movie, which is That's My Boy, where he Uh goes, hey, Grandma banged vanilla ice? <laughs> yeah, my boy. Adam Sandler, he does have a lot of one He has a lot of shitty like movies, lot, but yeah. they make you laugh. It you is. Know? They just, you, you, and that's you, the purpose. He know they're going to... Exactly. He, he has a shitty approach. Like, we want to give yeah. him the sh- shittiness. Yeah. But it's going to be funny behind it. Yeah, he, he, so. he, he knows exactly. He's not trying to... Like, Jim Carrey tried to challenge himself by doing some, some really, art, uh, really hard movies. There was actually... Like, we, we came across a movie the other day. And uh, I saw we're going to talk some sports after this. Um, we came across a movie the other day that Will Ferrell did where it was a serious movie. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's oh, where he La loses Casa everything. Casa de mis padres. No, the, oh my God. That's the biggest. <laughs> Casa de mi padre is like the biggest fucking crap shit I've ever seen in my life. That's the bottom of Will Ferrell. That's when he, oh my God, the whole Spanish thing. He, took, he took that check. Oh my God. It. But see, white people love that movie. White people absolutely fucking love that movie. Every white friend that I know that talks about that movie, they're like, yeah. oh, interesante. Muy interesante. Bien interesante. That's all they know how to say. But, but Hispanic people are just super annoyed by that movie. Yeah. You know? but, um, but no, there was a movie but Will Ferrell did where he like, gets divorced or something. And then his wife, she dumps everything on the front yard or something like that. Oh, yeah? And he has a yard sale. It was a serious movie that he did, and it was kind of like mixed reviews. I but, think but I know what you're talking about. I yeah, I, I forgot the girl's name. Is that the one where he's Gator? Hmm? Our, 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 Gator don't take no shit. Gator don't take no shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. He wasn't. He, he was like trying to be serious, but he was funny at the same time. I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. Damn man, it. Man, I'm going to have to. Stranger Than Fiction? Was that it? No. Stranger that was another one fiction. that he did that was a little. Um, that was a little weird. But I, I don't think that was overly serious. I don't know, but there, he was also in uh, Bewitched. Everything Must Go. That's what it was. Everything mm-hmm. Must Go. I never yeah. even heard of that movie. He was in Megamind. That's um, yeah, yeah, Megamind. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a lot. Kicking and Screaming, which is another oh, great, you know, semi-pro. I, like I said, his, yeah. he's, he's easily the number one, you know? Yeah. And that's just, uh, that's just movies. And we haven't even talked about all the great characters he did on SNL. Yeah. And uh, so... I got him at number one, so I was curious to see how you guys rank those three. I, I think we're all in agreement with number one and Wolf you know our two, our two and three, our two and three's uh, flip flop. Hmm? This list. Oh yeah, it could definitely upset some people, but I I, I roll with it. Fuck you. Oh huh? yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now on to some. Um, we're gonna talk some caps. Yeah. We're gonna talk some Vegas. Yeah. Um, now, real. It, there's really not much to talk about other than my caps just spanking that ass. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, they're, they're just whooping it. Now... They're due, bro. They're due. They're due. It's, it's their first final since uh, 1998. It's been 20 years since the Caps made it to the one and only finals that they've ever made it to. 
Um, and now they're on the verge. They're up three games to one. They have dominated Vegas. Uh, they're at the I don't know. I don't know if it's one of those things where Vegas maybe got through because uh, you know the Caps went seven games the round in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. The Vegas went, I think, six games at most, or maybe five. I think it was five games. Yeah. You think just, they're just cold? You saying yeah, Vegas? I think they peak, maybe lost a little bit of the fire. They peak right now, Vegas. Yeah, it could be. I I still think that regardless if they lose in a gentleman's sweep here and you know four games to one, uh-huh. I still think the Vegas story. Regardless of how it ends, it's, it's still an amazing story, and it, it should be talked about and continue to be talked about and, and, and praised. No one talks about the person who got second place. I, I, that's usually the case. Very true. But I think in this mm-hmm. aspect, we can't forget the fact that who this second place team is and where they came from and how they wasn't even a team a yeah. year ago. You know what I mean? It's like if the Marlins would have made the World Series in 93. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, strange. By the way, Marlins this weekend rocking the teal. We're all going to the game. Oh, yeah, man. Um, the, can't wait. All right. Uh, say, yeah. for instance, all right. The Caps win. Ovechkin, when Ovechkin, win. Ovechkin gets his first uh, NHL Stanley Cup. Yeah. Ten years down the road. Do you think we're going to remember who did the second place person is? I think they will because of the magnitude of how impressive this was. I think this is there, one of those there's exceptions. Gonna be, there's going to be a 30 for 30 about this series. Good. Sure. That's the only way they'll continue to stay relevant. That's sure. true. And that's now, true. Because of the Vegas story and because of Ovechkin's first Stanley yeah, if there's there's a lot. Title. There's two great storylines here. Yeah, there's gonna you be know? a thirty for thirty. For you, sure. you you got a guy who's you know a constant um, guy who's just never has been close, but never close enough. Never even had an opportunity, and now all of a sudden he's on the verge. He's got one hand on the cup already, you know, and he's just waiting yeah. for tomorrow night to put the other one on it and just lift up that trophy and, and do the kiss. Now that is something that's really cool. Okay, mm-hmm. in football. Um, Man, when okay, when you get to hold the Super Bowl trophy, right? It, like I'm trying to think of iconic moments of players holding the Super Bowl trophy. It, it's 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 a little um, Steve Young. Steve Young is the one that always jumps out. Oh, to always me. jumps out to me too. What? Just get out of here. <laughs> Steve, um, when Steve Young holds the trophy and he's just so excited, right. he starts shaking. That's a, that's an iconic image of him doing that. In baseball, the the holding of the trophy is it's not a factor. Like they no. celebrate. It's usually yeah. the celebration of the team. Um, in basketball. Jordan, uh, crying, Jordan, Jordan crying, Jordan crying, Jordan crying, crying with the trophy. That and is a little after, iconic. Kobe yeah. and, and uh, Shaq sit together. Uh, yeah. one holding the MVP, one holding the trophy. But if but there's when LeBron but, finally won it in Miami. Yeah. yeah, but the Stanley Cup though, that's like such a cool thing because they they the the cup is uh, always yeah. accompanied by its own security and they mm-hmm. come out with the white gloves and they place it there, and then when it gets moment, so tomorrow hopefully if uh, the Caps pull this off. They'll uh, after they win and they have this whole celebration. They'll bring the cup out to the ice and it's it's this really 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 fucking cool moment. They'll come out and then the whole team is like standing there waiting. And then what they do is the the captain will skate yeah. out and they'll do a little presentation. They'll say congratulations. You may now lift the cup. You know, Ovechkin. and Ovechkin's gonna go there. His eyes are all big and he's gonna you know put one hand on the cup, the other one, and then the the famous pose is where they lift it up like that. They hold it up and then yeah. they bring it down and everybody gives it a kiss. And then they do a little lap around the ice, and they, everybody takes a turn. Everybody takes a turn. And then afterwards, um, throughout the next year, um, yeah. until, the next cap, until the next championship, uh, the, everybody on the team gets to have the cup, I think, for like one entire day. Mm. And you get to do whatever you want with it. So there's pictures and videos of players like, you know, just hanging out at home, eating yeah. cereal from the cup, you know, because they're just like, I'm just going to spend the whole day with the, the championship. Okay. Okay. And every player's name gets that's engraved on the cup. That's the next question I was What would you do? On your day with the cup. Oh my god, dude! Oh, Jesus. Um, okay, I'd probably fill it up with like Malta, just like giant, uh-huh. just nothing but Malta in there, and then just get me like. 
go over to like a, get me like a nice Cuban steak sandwich somewhere and then just drink my mouth out of it and eat my steak sandwich because it would just be the most like last place you'd expect to see a Stanley Cup. It's some Cuban like, you know, little Havana somewhere like that. Yeah, right. Versailles. I'm just hanging out over there, you know, like where everybody's looking at me. So yeah. I won't get the attention. They'll just look at me like I'm weird, but they won't realize that I'm like a, like, you know, Stanley Cup champion. So I think that's probably what I would roll with. All right, TD. Yeah, just book off a seat right into it, you know, oh, everything. That's what's up. Yeah. TD, what would you do, TD? What would you think? I'll, I'll pull a... You remember the cereal uh, King Vitamin? What? Yeah, King, vitamin. King Vitamin, a cereal. Come on, you don't know about that? Yeah, ghost? that red box. It was like no, a, it was a yellow box. It, Google like King cheap, Vitamin. It's the cheap. Uh, it's like isn't that like generic was, Captain it, Crunch? It was the best cereal on the market. <laughs> King. <laughs> I will it's pour. A, I will pour a big bowl of that in there. And, King Vitamin. And watch. Uh, I'll binge watch something on Netflix. Yeah, King Vitamin cereal. Okay, I see it here. You never had that cereal? Nah. You tripped yeah, it. Quaker cereal. That's King the vitamin. best. That was, the, I swear to God, oh, it was, yeah. that I was the best this. cereal that ever hit the market. I never had that. It's, it was like a cheap, it was like an off-brand of uh, Captain Crunch. Uh, Gus, I'm going to do you a huge favor. <laughs> All right. I'm going to order it. Hopefully, they still have it. In, in, I hope they use the same yeah. materials they did back in the early 90s. Do I'm going to bring you a good bowl of cereal. Ah, that's and you're going to love it. Yeah. I'm sure. I think they got uh, it. Yeah, they got it on Amazon, but the, yeah. the, the 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 it's now an animated king, and he looks more like a wizard. And it's probably gonna be yeah. fucked up. It's not yeah. gonna taste the same. But it's the same concept as Captain Crunch. But yeah, I dig it. So you're gonna yeah. you're gonna yeah. chat out on some of that. Yeah. All right. What about you guys? What you do with it? Me? All right. I'm gonna fill it up with rum and coke, flor de caña, of course. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't have a convertible, so I'm gonna rent one. Okay. Right? Nice. Good call. Going to South Beach. Put take, that insurance take, on it. Okay. Taking it to the sand. Yeah. Just gonna hang out with it. Just gonna hang out with it at the yeah. beach. Me and my girl. Kiss it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yep. Tell her how much you I like. Her. I like how we're all doing like totally um, illegal stuff, drinking and driving. Oh, yeah, drinking <laughs> <laughs> But also how we're all like doing things that, you know, nobody would associate with, you know, hockey. With hockey. You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah, that's super, uh, super off brand there. But okay, I like it. I dig it. Now, I do think that, like I said, that's a, that's a super cool thing that they do. And, and hopefully Ovechkin can do this. And now, he, now here's he's, a, he's gonna drink straight vodka from that shit. Oh, for huh? sure, dude. Ah, Mother he's Russia, be yeah. Wasted. Oh, dude, hell yeah. He may lose his kidney. Now, chocolate wasted. Chocolate wasted. Now, when, uh, when and if, if and when, or more like when and it, when they do, mm-hmm. uh, when the Caps win this, hopefully. Now, I think I think I read the number somewhere. You know, like I said, we're factually unfactual here, so don't uh, don't uh, don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. But uh, I think it's 31 out of the last 32 times a team in the NHL. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals has been up three games to one. Mm-hmm. They've won. Yeah. So what was that one? It was like recent. I don't remember. I don't think so. Like maybe I, I, I can't recall. Yeah, I just remember it's thirty-one back. of thirty-two. Either or, it's gonna be. Yeah, no, you know, it's a. Somebody, um, somebody came back from three-one recently. Maybe I don't recall. I don't recall. I'm not gonna pretend like I do. But okay. the point is, whoever it is, uh, let's just hope it's not gonna happen this time around. And that oh, yeah. uh, do now. Well, now when the uh, now let me ask you this: when the Caps win it. Uh huh. And they get that invitation next year to go to the White House. Do you think they're gonna? Do you think they'll all go there? I mean, half the team is like Russian, so I'm yeah. pretty sure they're gonna get a good contingency there. I mean, they're gonna be met by Putin. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be met by President Putin. I mean, Trump. at the front door. At the front door, it's like, hey, comrades, welcome, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> you know, but uh, so I, I think that's for sure. That that you know, Trump's not gonna have a, a problem getting people to show up for that celebration. But uh, yeah. he did have a problem with what was supposed to happen today. Yeah, with today was supposed to be the day that the Eagles, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl mm-hmm. 52 uh, yeah. champions, were supposed to go to the White House. And 
and celebrate, you know, like uh, like what is tradition. Every team been doing Every Like league. our friend over here, he's yep. made his uh, White House visit. Yep. You've been there once? Once. Mm-hmm. Once. Um, and uh, he's been to the White House. And who was president? It was, it was Bush, It was Bush. Right? Mm-hmm. was Bush there. Um, and uh, that's Bushy. quite an honor. You know, Bushy that's name. a huge honor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody just, just can't show up there. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't gotta just get like, invited. yo, hey, Donnie. Use your bathroom. Yeah, let me. I got to pee, Donnie. Open the door. You can't do that. You know what I mean? Um, you gotta re- you gotta reserve a tour like months. In oh advance. yeah, 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 yeah. It's and when that president is actually there, like you can usually go there without him being there. You could do some t- different events yeah. that they host there with the first lady, you know, Secretary of Defense, whoever uh, organizes a uh, event. Yeah. But when the president is there, it's really like yeah. locked down. Yeah. Like you gotta really get that invite there. Now, we're not a political talk show here. We don't really get into dive into politics. We don't do that. But when I see bullshit or when I see something that's fucked up, you got to call it out and call it for what it is. Yeah, we're going to save it. You know, okay, fuck it. We're going to throw this whole Fox News thing, bro, into the pit, man. Because what they did today was a super shady, propaganda-filled move. You know what I mean? Now, the Eagles, the rumor is or the story is that there was only about 10 players that were willing to go. So they had their own um, opinions and reasons to, you know, turn down an invitation. And up until the, uh, you know, the, what is it, the, 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 how, how's that saying go up until the 23rd hour or something like that? Uh-huh. Um, the invitation was there and the, they, were, they were planning on going today uh-huh. to the White House. Uh-huh. A lot of players had turned down that opportunity and said, no, thanks for no thanks. You know, we don't agree, whatever. Okay, fine. And then all of a sudden at the, at the last, at, or like our friend Bruce uh, Silverman likes to say, at the death. At the death. Uh, he, uh, they, Trump comes out and starts creating up a storm saying, you know what, I rescind my invitation. I don't want these guys here if they're not going to come over here and, you know, uh, if they're against what, uh, what this country stands for and they're all about protesting the anthem and blah, blah, blah. So he, again, paints this picture that the players were all that. Now, fact is, the Eagles were one of the few teams that didn't have a single player protest the anthem. Yeah. Not Zero. during the game. Zero, Zero players. Well, okay. They had players that were... No, take a knee. No, yeah. take a knee. None, none took a knee. Technically, none, none took of a the knee. players protested the anthem because that's not what the protest <laughs> exactly. was about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Correct. 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 Absolutely correct. But yes. Thank yeah, you, Gus. No, but none of, them, none of them kneeled during the anthem. None of them did. If they had their protest, they did None of them did what is deemed, you know, yeah. bad and illegal now. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, Fox News today decided to run a thing talking about it right after this guy tweeted and said all that stuff where they started to show pictures of the players kneeling and while they were doing the commentary of why the president said that they don't want, you know, he didn't want these players to come because they're all disrespectful. And then, um, man, oh, God, I got to pull it up. Hold on. Um, I believe it was, uh, hold on, give me one second here. Zach Ertz was oh. one of the first guys to put it who, Zach Ertz caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. kind of a big deal. You know, and uh, he tweeted out and said, this can't be serious. Praying before games with my teammates well before the anthem is being used for your propaganda. Just sad. I feel like you guys should have should have to be better than this. Calls out a news organization yeah. for doing this. Uh, Chris Long had something like that as well. And it, this tweet was up there for a while, showing this video and this loop. And then, like, way after, um, Fox came out and said, oh, we apologize. to put a little two-part tweet. But they never acknowledged anything on their broadcast and never said anything. And that's just a fucked up thing, bro. Yeah. And like I said, we're not going to get into politics here, but this is sports related. And, you know, when we see bullshit, we're going to call bullshit, man. Yeah. And this is just bullshit. You know what I mean? It's, it, you can't, 
and it's, what is dangerous? It's dangerous, it's man. It's very dangerous. Yeah, man. You're showing still pictures, not video, still pictures of the players kneeling and praying the same way Tebow does before a game, the same way a lot of players do. You know, we've been on the field for a lot of games. We see how the pregame stuff happens, how the postgame stuff happens. I've seen the, you know, at, at college and pro games right after a game, players from both teams yeah, get together and you have a guy who leads a take a knee and, and do a prayer in, in unity and everybody, you know, has their things. And here you are showing pictures of the players doing that and painting them as they were protesting, you know, yeah. and to, to show it to your whole contingency of, of people who, who follow you and see this, that's just wrong. And, and I just, I don't understand how that is allowed to happen and nothing, there's going to be no repercussions the for people that. People don't have a conscience when they do that. They're, yeah. they're, they're tone deaf. They, they want to push a, a, a theme and they want to keep that theme going. And what they really did was the thing basically is what the president is doing. With, with a free press, there's no... There, there, it's a free press, so there is no like checks upon mm-hmm. what, what is correct and what is not correct when, as far as what's being reported, mm-hmm. yeah. except for the American public. Yeah. So if the American public is not going to check what Fox News is yeah. putting out there or, any new, or any new or, yeah. or organization is putting out there, then... So and, that, and that wasn't always the case. The problem is, you know, there was some integrity a long time ago, but somewhere along the way, the money became so Fake powerful yeah. that they have so much money that they can, like, you know what, we can lose some of our integrity because it's going to get us ratings, going to get us clicks, and it's going to keep viewerships and endorsements and everything you dive into, and it's just a, another, another, and another layer of the onion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. And, I don't think how they didn't expect the onion. Nah. I like that. <laughs> I don't think how. I don't know how Fox News didn't expect somebody to like a player. If you're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, like one of the players realizing that they not they didn't realize one of the players would see they post and get checked on that. Like yeah. they're they're really yeah. like deaf to like social media people being in tune to this this topic. One thing is Fulanito from Kendall posting up some shit like that, you know, and another thing is a fucking giant organization like Fox yeah, somebody being held to, to no standards. That, yeah, the thing is that that initial um, that initial tweet. Tweet. It was. It wasn't a tweet. It was on. It was on. A, it was on the actual channel. The channel. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was channel a news Fox broadcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that initial broadcast of, mm-hmm. sh- of that story. And they kept looping and showing it over yeah. and over throughout the day. Yeah. That that reached a shitload of people that fed into yeah, their, yeah, but then their sensibilities. Yeah. They don't care whether it's real or not. Yeah. By then it was I, done. I, I really want to know. They what, were like, "Oh, this is the left media." The, yeah. This is what because the NFL compromised, or they they adjusted the rules for forty five. They never yeah. met with the players about the new rule, the new policy about NFL. They only they only met with the NFL team owners. That's what we yeah. were talking about last week. Now, you know? so now since forty five came out with his 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 comments that he rescinded his invitation and he's basically appalled with the NFL's decision on letting players go into the locker room for prayer prayer. Since the NFL itself changed the rules for him and he's still upset. How I want to know what the NFL reaction is going to be on his latest comments. They're in the pockets. They're in the pockets. They should. It shouldn't have gotten yeah. to this part. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have to be like this because if they would have stood up for the players and what it was all about, they wouldn't have given into these rules and none, done any of this stuff. They're they're in too deep. They were hoping that by giving into him and they would like kind of put all this away and they wouldn't have to deal with it. And now it just got worse. It just it's, blew it's, up in their it's, face. It's, yeah. it's, it's very dangerous right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. It's very dangerous. Yeah. A lot of you, money is involved and, you know, you're going to have that fanatic fan, yeah. that real fanatic fan that really buys into the, the propaganda that what Fox News is doing and show up and make a poor decision at an actual football stadium. Yeah. 
and I got friends on both sides. I got friends on the left. I got friends on the right. And, I, and no matter what, I, and whoever I talk to, I just say one thing to them. And I say, look, I don't care why you voted for 45, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was political, social, economic, whatever reasons you did, you know, and it doesn't matter. There's one thing that the person's supposed to do. And that power is to to bring people together, whether because exactly. he represents everybody. Exactly. He represents the people, which was the majority of the people who didn't vote for him. Yeah. You know, and your job is to bring people together. As much as I was against uh, a lot of Bush's principles as president and everything, at least he didn't create divide within the people. He never he, did. He he got me really upset by you know the stuff that he did Odysseys, yeah. and the reason that you know we were in wars and stuff like that. That's but that's fine. But, but he never divided. It, he us. never used. Uh, anything to divide the people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where that we're treading a very, very dangerous um, uh, slope here by doing this. It's just unfortunate that it's gotten to this. Um, the reason that he canceled this whole thing is because he realized there was only going to be ten people showing up, and he's like, yeah. you know what? Let me save face at the last minute, at the death. You know, he goes in there and says, you know what? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just going to cancel it and label them all as protesters that didn't want to come out here instead of what it really is. People just didn't want to see you, bro. You know why? Because you're the kind of guy who puts ketchup all over your fries, bro. That's the kind of guy who puts ketchup all over his fries instead of putting a little bit of ketchup on the side and then dipping his fries in there. Those are two types of people. He's that kind of person. There's only one way to eat fries. You got to put the ketchup on the side and you dip each fry into the ketchup. So it's not up for for debate what way we eat fries? Because I eat mine. How do you you go, bro? My fries, I usually put mine on the side. And I add a lot of pe- I put a lot of pepper on it. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Cool. That's, that's cool. That's how good. That's how normal people do but it. Good people do it some, like that. But then I become the weirdo, and sometimes I may want it on it and on the side. That's fine. You, you can have a little bit, but if your go-to is is smothering your fries with ketchup all over the top, but you're just getting ketchup all over your fingers. You got to find a fork now to eat it. Yeah. You know, and you Sloppy. get it, and you get an uneven distribution of ketchup that's on true. each fry. That's true. That's my biggest problem because now you pick up one fry and it's stuck with another fry because you have too much ketchup, and it's just. It, it throws off the balance of ketchup to fry ratio when you're eating it, but and that just drives me nuts. Sometimes that that could depend on the fries as well, right? Like if you want to put it on or you want to put it on the side, the the, the company that you go to or the the the, the food chain or the uh, like McDonald's, Burger King. Mm-hmm. I may want my fry. I may want my ketchup on the side for Burger King fries, but I want my my I may want my ketchup on the fries for McDonald's. I don't know, bro. You know? I think I, yeah, I, I think the texture of the fries. Plays very little yeah. into why or why not. I'm gonna put the ketchup on the side or on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I do think. Then uh, I mentioned fries. Is it McDonald's fries number one? Checkers. Checkers is Checkers, great. Yeah, Seasoned Checkers. fries are phenomenal. But um, but I think yeah, Checkers fries are probably like I, I'll put them too, just because I go to McDonald's way more than Checkers for everything else. So I just I love bro, a good batch of McDonald's fries. Yeah, a yeah. good batch. Oh man. You but I never had Slap a, a baby I never had shit. a bad so good. I never had a bad batch of checker fries. Yeah. Because they can come out shitty but they still, still good. taste good. Yeah, like, like that little crunchy one yeah. at the bottom, you know. You get a shitty thing of McDonald's fries. They're just shitty fries. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's tough. But Burger King our fries are always shitty. Yeah, yeah, it, Burger- it, was, <laughs> it was one point when we was in high school. Yeah. Uh, they had a Mr. Potato Head uh, commercial with uh, Burger oh, yeah. King. When they revamped their yeah, fries. They uh-huh. were good at that time. They were a little yeah. good. They were really good. You know what's I the only good people, thing about? People were tricked into thinking they were good because they were new. Yeah. But and I, then you realize they were the same, same yeah. new crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know Just use different oil. Yeah. You know what's <laughs> the only good thing about Burger King fries? When you find an onion ring in the bag at the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like in a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That happened to me the, the other little, day. The little sneaky, well, when you go to like uh, Checker, uh, was, no, no, what's the other place? Um, Arby's, and you uh, get a little curly fry in there yeah. when you order the yeah. regular fries. Yeah. Or when you get a, a, a straight fry when you order curly. It's that's like always like, man, that's like Christmas, you know, middle of the year. It's just like, hell yeah. 
and people trying to figure out like why do I go to Burger King, guys? Wow. I'm gonna let you know right now. Burger King has a vegetarian burger, a veggie burger. Oh, yeah, really, really, really good. You know what? Tomorrow I think I'm gonna try that Beyond Meat one at at Burger Fi. You never, you never wanna go back. I'm telling you, I, I'm I telling you, so. you're I never so. gonna go back. It's gonna taste like real meat, and you ask yourself like at Burger Fi. Burger Fi is good, man. Burger Fi is really Burger-Fi. good. But they have a new uh, vegetarian burger uh, made by the company Beyond Meat. called Beyond Meat. Yeah. They're like the they 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 claim to be the ones that have gotten the furthest along in making a meatless Meat. uh, burger that even bleeds. Oh, oh yeah, so it's got juice yeah, yeah. on it. Right, it's that. really now. Let me tell you: Is there who, how how much of an asshole is a person who, when you're eating your fries and you're at Burger King, and you you dump out your fries and you see you got a an onion ring in there? How big of an asshole is it that guy who reaches in there and grabs that onion ring from you? Oh, no, you're killing Is that not like the, one of the biggest party fouls you can do? That's oh, when you sure. hit his head as hard as you can and hope you break a ligament. That's grounds for like getting punched in the face, yeah. right? Like if I'm, if, I, sure. if I'm, you know, Gus and I are at Burger King and let's say he ordered onion rings or ordered fries or whatever and I ordered my fries and I got a little, you know, an extra curly in there, a little extra onion ring, I mean, yeah. you know, and I see it there. And Gus reaches over and eats it. I, I, would never I, do I that mean, I'm, I'm, I, he wouldn't do that to me, but yeah. I would be within my 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 the my scope, rights to uh, mm-hmm. to, to just mollywop him in the face, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You okay. may get you may get arrested for you may hit CNN or World Star yeah. for uh, hitting him on a World Star for sure. I yeah. wouldn't press charges because it's well, <laughs> <laughs> <is> well deserved. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, I totally deserve that shit. All right, uh, so man, where how did we get to this? Oh, we went from hockey to football. Okay, to French fries. All right, cool. Um, okay, a couple of, uh, couple other things here, okay? I want to talk a little quickly. Um, first off, I want to mention that tomorrow, you got to go down to Ted Hendricks Stadium in Hialeah. Well, today. Well, yeah, today. By, by the time you, by the time you listen to this, at 7.30 um, Wednesday in Hialeah, the uh, Miami United FC, yeah, Miami yeah. United FC mm-hmm. is going to be hosting Orlando City as FSC. Yep. In uh, the uh, fourth round of the U.S. Open Cup, yes, I believe sir. it is, and it's going to be lit. It's going to be a great, uh, great game. We're going to be out there, so we'll pass by, say what's up, check out the game. But uh, now that's one thing. And then we got the World Cup. Man, World Cup starts next week, bro. Next week, bro. Thursday. Holy shit. Are you ready? We're legit nine days away. By the time you listen to this, we'll be eight days away from uh, from the World Cup. Wow, yes, bro. Sponer, so hard right now, bro. Such a sponer. Such a hard spawner. Oh, my God. I, uh, by the way, I'm, it, for, if we don't have anything on the weekends, I will be doing watch parties here for whatever game is being played on the weekends. Nice. So if you want to watch the games, just come over. I'm going to be watching it. I'm going to be grilling on the thing. We're going to be – I want to be around people every game possible that I can for every, for every weekend uh, match. Now, next, um, I did want to talk about this. You remember uh, earlier this baseball season, we mentioned that the Marlins logo had uh, shrunk, right? Yeah. And so I was, I, I, I've been looking online at the lids and checking out their hats and everything, and it, it still bothers me. It doesn't uh-huh. look right compared to how big the other logo was. And then it dawned on me, bro. I realized something. There was, I heard a story once of the guy who makes um, olives, green olives. Yeah. And how if you produce a certain number of green olives, if you take one olive out of every bottle that you make, the amount of money that you save is ridiculous. So let's say in every jar of olives, there's a hundred olives, but now you pack 99. Yeah. Every 100 jars, you get a free jar. Yeah. Multiply that by over and over. 
I think the Marlins are doing that with thread count, bro. They're stealing our olives. I think they're three. They're stealing our olives by by eliminating the thread count. I, if move. the logo costs you know five dollars to make and put it on a hat yeah. before, they're paying two fifty right now. And they're making more because it's half the size and they're making more. Dude, this this ball club is just ripping everybody off. They're just stealing every fucking penny. They fired Billy the Marlin. They got rid of Julio. They got rid of everything. They got rid of the broadcast team. They fired Jeff Conine. Like, it, it's oh, just seriously. On. Billy the Marlin is gone? Billy, the guy who... Uh, the guy who plays Billy the Marlin. Oh, not the mascot Martin, himself. The guy who created the hip thrust that was okay. like, you know, that Gus loves. Yeah, so yeah he's that un, guy. He's they unemployed. Fired him. He's unemployed right now. He's unemployed. They hired some replacement Billy the Marlin. We know he's a phony every time you see him now. Yeah. And they cut off his limitations. Now, remember, this is... I'm talking from experience. I was at Marlins Fan Fest where they were passing out samples of the new Mountain Dew ice mm -hmm. in little cafecito cups because they were too cheap to give out bottles of soda that, the, that they already had paid for Come because on. they were trying to milk everybody there. And milk everybody, uh, that means the 100 people that showed up there because I showed you pictures of the, the yeah. main gate. H halfway, Fan Fest was four hours. And I can show you pictures, TD, because you weren't here at that time. Fan Fest was four hours. I got there right at the start of hour number three. So in between hour two and three, the middle of the show. There was nobody there, bro. It was is, dead. Is that bad? It was dead. Dead. Oh, I took pictures. They were, like I said, they were trying to, 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 to milk the, 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 the drinks. They, they didn't allow the memorabilia dealers. They used to come in there and do little card shows outside. They said, no, no thanks. Billy the Marlin was That's nowhere to be seen. Up. What is that? What does that harm them? Nothing, bro. They don't want anybody getting any profits other than them because they paid so much for this franchise and they're broke. They got no money for any of this stuff. That's crazy, man. Secondly, the... Uh, I, I, I sent uh, Gus a picture. I was walking around the main concourse, and I was out by center field, and there was a Marlins player just hanging out there. Like, that was supposed to be a little autograph session. There was, like, two people in line. Oh, yeah. And there wasn't even a line. They were just hanging out, standing there, talking to him. Here's a professional Major League Baseball player just standing there going, yay, I still got two more hours of this shit, you know? This is bad, bro. That's sad, yeah. Bad, bad, bad. I didn't even know who the fuck he was. Dude, you should have. I was like looking at him, like I don't know who you are, bro. Like, pulled out, pulled out your phone and interviewed yeah. him right then and there. I should have, you know. Now that I think about it, up, bro, huh? I, I, I dropped the ball on <laughs> yeah. that one. But, uh, but yeah, dude, it's just what a sad state of Marlins affairs. And, I, and it dawned on me. I was just thinking about it. I was like, bro, could this really be the reason? And I, I'm really starting to believe that's the reason why that they shrank the logo. That's amazing. So do you believe me? Like, do you think that that's a legit reason why they shrank that? Like, what other no, reason no, can you sure. think of why they, they shrank the logo? Because aesthetically, it doesn't look right. Sounds like a conspiracy. Aesthetically, it doesn't look right. I think it, 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 looks, it looks too small, especially when you go from something larger to downsizing it. Yeah. Always weirder than going from small to big. You know what I mean? Yeah. And plus, it, it, this just screams conspiracy, bro. Now, um, in other former Marlin news, uh -huh. I wanted to check in. I was like, you know what, bro? Our old boy... Mr. Monster Dong himself, Giancarlo Stanton. I, uh, I wanted to check up on him and see how he was doing. I hadn't seen, you know, this is with the Yankees. We lost our, our, uh, our prolific Goliath of a man. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to check how he was doing. I hadn't really followed up with him. And how many I've, dingers does he have? I've, I'm pulling up the Yankee stats right now, okay? All right. And I'm looking at it here. I know he got his revenge recently. He got some revenge, yep. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about that now. But he's got 13 bombs on the season. That's not bad. Not bad. He's two on, number two on the team. Yeah. Uh, how, much, how many does Judge have? Gary Sanchez has 12. And Judge has 16. It's only three off. Wow. Three off. Which is, you know. Now, Judge has most RBIs. He's got 41 and uh, Stanton 32 and 35 for, uh, for Sanchez. Now, Didi Gregorius has 11 and 36. He's having a monster season. As far as batting average goes... Um, 276 and 251, you know, 
solid. Not terrible. No, he's he's having a solid season. I think he's handling the the pressures of playing in New York quite well so far. We haven't heard yeah. of any like weird outbursts of him. You know, where he's shoving a cameraman. He hasn't punched some guy at a bar who says, "Hey, you bum," you know. And he's had his ups and downs. He struck out eight times in a doubleheader earlier yep. this week yep. or earlier this season. And mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, Aaron Judge said, "Hey, bro, anything you can do, I can do better," you know. <laughs> and said, "Fuck it, I I'll strike out you know five times in one game and three times in another game." So you know what they call that? Uh, it's called the 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 uh, platinum sombrero. What? Oh. When you strike out five times in a game. All right. Uh, I don't know why. That's... They're swinging for the fences every swing, every pitch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, they're not trying to hit it in the park. They're trying to hit that thing out to the parking lot. In baseball, a golden sombrero is a player's inglorious feat of striking out four times in a single uh, game. Mm-hmm. Now, so you have the uh, golden sombrero. Then there's the hat trick when you strike out three times. Uh-huh. Golden sombrero is when you strike out four times. Very few people have reached the ultimate status of platinum sombrero. Five strikeouts in a single game, bro. Damn. You mm-hmm. know? They got I, now, why they got to make that sombrero? Like, what, Mexicans can't play baseball? Fuck yeah, you. bro, you know? I guess, yeah. I thought about that. It's just crazy to think, man. Um, I, I, how many times... Let me see. Let me look this up here real quick. Um, Tony sure Gwynn. Some, some history. Somebody got it out there. A yeah. lot of baseball has been played. What are you looking for? Six strikeouts? What's that? What's no, no, no. Um, like, double hat trick. The late Tony Gwynn? Uh, yeah, the late Tony Gwynn. And uh, Tony Gwynn was just not... Okay, here it is. That's what I was looking for. A little 19 facts about Tony Gwynn that I was trying to find here. He has some weird, ridiculous stat of, like, striking out so few times in um, in a game that it's... Let me see here. I'm trying to find it. I'm sorry I didn't have this with me. Um, That's all good. We'll yeah, he would, the guy would never strike out. He would, yeah. Maybe he would ground out or some shit like that, but... Yeah, okay. Consistent. Put it this way. Gwyn only struck out three times in a game. Mind you, he played 19 seasons, something like that, some weird number. Uh-huh. Um, he only struck out three times in a game. How many times do you think he did that in his career? Handful. Ten. Ten? You saying handful? Yeah. How about once? What? Once Damn. in an entire career did he strike out three times a game. Mind you, this guy just did a platinum sombrero. Little known fact, I only have one finger on this hand. <laughs> and four. Uh, against, and it happened against Bob Welch of the Dodgers in 1986. Um, he probably was drunk that game. Yeah. Right. Well, no, here's the thing. You know, it's funny you mention that because it says here, uh, Beguin played a pivotal role in that game nonetheless, singling in the eighth and scoring the tying run in the tenth after reaching on an error. So... In fact, he added 37.9% to the Padres' win probability that day, even after striking out three times. That's how valuable this guy was. Tony Gwynn is a fucking monster. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was dope. So, um, and it says here, at 20... Okay, at 23 years old, Bryce Harper, arguably the game's best left-handed hitter right now, already has 23 games with at least three strikeouts. In 2015 alone, 22 players recorded at least three, at least 10 Three strikeout games. The they're swinging for it's the fence. They're yeah, swinging it, for the fence. It's, it's, it's just incredible discipline, bro. To 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 go an yeah. entire career and only have that happen to you one time. You know, and mind you, you go up to bat. I don't think anybody will ever do that again. Oh, that's especially, such... especially because pitchers nowadays, like this this guy threw like 108 the other day. I don't, I don't remember his yeah. name, but I was like, what the fuck, bro? 108? Who the fuck does that? And then he went and he threw like 105, like right after. Mind you, now this uh, this article oh. that I'm reading here, where I'm getting these stats, was written in May of 2016. Okay. And uh, check out this set here, bro. This is crazy. Uh-huh. In his entire 20-year career, Tony Gwynn, 20 seasons, struck out 434 times in his whole career. 
That's an average of 21.7 strikeouts per season. Okay, per season. Yeah. Entering play Sunday in, or entering play when this article was written, 76 different players that already whiffed 22 times in 2016 alone. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's... In what month? It, yeah, it's June. just in, insane, bro. Like, what, month? It, what month? This was May of, two, uh, of 2016. May. So it was, yeah. So the so season was only two months old. Yeah, and it's already happened. So it's crazy, man. Ted Gwynn, I, I, I would love to do a whole... Um, the whole show just on like obscure baseball facts like that. I think it's so fascinating. That's well, have have him ready for Yahoo guy. Yeah, bro. If he ever uh, if he ever shows up here, bro, come on, Mike Oz, hit us up. Anyway, um, I I, I love like that's one of my little guilty yeah those kind of pleasures. I love usual stats that you don't pay attention to but, as a fan, and yeah. somebody brings that up, and you would think you yeah. know Tony Gwynn plays so many games, yeah. so many years, twenty years, bro. He, he only struck out three times. Once, One time, bro. that's like. That's unheard of, man. That's unheard of. I tell you, and, and it, I, I could like, I get such a spawner geeking out to baseball facts. Like, I think baseball is the one sport that can do that. Like, as far as the numbers and the stats go, yeah, it's such a perfect game for for to really geek out and get lost in box scores and stuff like that. Unlike basketball, unlike football, it's 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 got this whole different appeal. So anyway, that's uh, that was our baseball section for today. All right. <laughs> But, uh, oh, we, we didn't mention um, something in the first hour that I know Gus wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, Steph Curry, most three-pointers in the NBA's playoff history. Got, uh, was this after, uh, when, you got me, when you got this stat here, was this after the last game, game two? Yeah. Okay, so after this last game two, right? He has now 373 pointers. Yep. Which moves him into second place all time. Yep. Ahead of LeBron James by one, right? Manu Ginobili and Reggie Miller round out the top five. Manu Ginobili, surprising to see him there in the top yeah, five, right? I will say yeah. the same thing, too, yeah. yeah. Now, Ray Allen is number one. He's only 15 away from Ray Allen. Yeah. Ray Allen hit 385 in 171 games. Yeah. LeBron James hit 369 in 237 career playoff games. Steph Curry's done this in 88 games. 88. 373 pointers. This is insane. He's a cheat code. He's a human, you know, creative player that, you know, max shooting is at 99. Yeah, that three-pointer he shot from damn near half court, like with a 30-foot arc on game two, was just... That's that, just that the was kind of shit that, yeah, He was on fire. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's the, the fire code from, from NBA, NBA Jam. Jams. It's, just, yeah. it's not fair. It yeah. really isn't. It's just un, unheard he, of that. He just knows how... Like, he he just has the arch. He has right. that arch on how to release that ball off his hand. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? When I look at this graphic, you know what stands out to me the most, more than the 88 games? He what? has a beard. Um, that, yeah, the beard, yeah, I can see that. Uh, no, you know what actually stands out the most? That Ray Allen, bro, Ray Allen started off his career not as a three-point shooter. He wasn't. He yes. was a guy who turned into a three-point shooter later on in his career. Yeah. Ray Allen was a complete player. He was a dunker. He was a, I'm going to go yeah. up in your face and dunk it. And I think that's crazy to, that when you look back at his career, you tend to go to the fact that he was a three-point shooter right away. Like, he changed the whole image and the whole way you visualize what his legacy is, yeah. he's, in, he's created a legacy as a three-point shooter when you forget that Ray Allen competed in a dunk competition, bro. Yeah. He competed in a dunk competition. And that's why he was able to extend his career. He took care of himself. Yeah, and, and he great, figured great. Out, and yeah. he figured out how to still score points. When, Absolutely. When he did the movie, he got game. That's when he was that complete player. Yeah, he was you a know, complete yeah. player, man. And like, after that movie, he switched his whole style up. He yeah. led the Bucks to the damn Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. man. Like yeah. he was legit the best, one of the best players in the NBA, and one of those like complete players. He was in the same category as like Grant Hill, those Penny Hardaway. You know, he wasn't. Yeah. He was thought of as a drive to the basket scorer first, not as a three point shooter. What was mm-hmm. his first team? 
His first first team? Seattle, no? No, no, he was drafted by the Bucks. No, he was drafted by Minnesota. Seattle. No. No, bro. Supersonics? No. He went to he went to Seattle afterwards. Yeah. He started off in Milwaukee. He actually got drafted by the Timberwolves. And if I'm not mistaken, wow, bro, okay, you're challenging me here, okay? Hold on. <laughs> uh, guys, get ready to Google this to, to verify if I'm correct here. This is, this is where I access my stupid, uh, useless basketball trivia information here. If I'm not mistaken, look at the 1996 NBA draft. That's the year he got drafted, okay? That was um, – Kobe was the um, – I think he was the eighth pick. Uh, Iverson was the first pick. Steve Nash was – I forget what pick. He came out of Santa Clara. That was one considered one of the greatest NBA drafts of all time uh, next to 2003 as well. Uh-huh. But I believe Ray Allen was drafted by Minnesota and then traded to Milwaukee and, for Stephon Marbury. So you said Minnesota first? I, I think he was drafted by here, Minnesota. I see here he was drafted by Minnesota. And then traded, I believe, draft day. Take he was traded. Five. Uh-huh. He was traded for Stephon Marbury. I don't know if it was the day of the draft or yep. shortly after. I think it was the draft day. Immediately after his selection, yep. Ray Allen and Andrew Lang were traded to the Milwaukee Bucks for the rights to fourth pick Stefan Marbury. Look at that, bro. That's oh, bro. Holla at your boy. That's impressive. Tell me, bro. Good job. Call me if you need a, a lifeline. Good, good job, Edwin. I know some stupid shit. I didn't even know that, to be honest with you. I thought Ray Allen first team was the, was the Supersonics. Uh, he later uh, went on to Supersonics where he created the original Splash Brothers with him and Richard Lewis. Yep. Where they true. were just two phenomenal. I forgot about Rashawn Lewis. Rashawn Lewis yeah, was yeah. money, bro. Yeah, steroids. That guy, yeah. <laughs> he was money. He, he had pimples at like the age of 27. Like he had like a really pimple face. Yeah, bro. Oh, he was okay. at the Heat too. Yeah, yeah. He, he was at the Heat. Championship. Won championship. Yeah. Rashawn Lewis. Where you at, bro? Shout out to Sir Rashawn Lewis. I know you're on South Beach somewhere. Yeah, bro. You know, I was, I was, pretty, I was pretty lucky and fortunate. I never had, I never suffered with like the acne and the pimples growing Me either. up. Yeah. Me either. Every now and then I'll get like one somewhere or something. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like. I mean, when I did get one, it would it would usually be pretty memorable. I yeah. for some reason I remember this one time when I was like, eh, it was it was after high school, but before, um, I think it was like probably like nineteen or twenty, and uh, I had this huge fucking pimple on my lip that had like yeah. three heads on it, bro. Oh, like shit. you know, and I was just like, hey, what's up, guys? I don't think I don't think that was I don't yeah. think that was a pimple. Oh my god, bro. Herbie. Oh, yeah. it was yeah. I wish <laughs> <laughs> might have been better, dude. It was horrible, dude. I had this girl that still haunts me to this day, bro. Like, that shit was like, hey, fucker. You know, looking at me and talking to me. Noxzema. Nox you remember Noxzema, right? Do they yeah. still have that brand? Noxzema, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Noxzema Clearacell. Remember those commercials? Yeah, I don't what? see Noxzema as much. I see, clean and clear, uh, I see the other one with the white bottle. Um, proactive. 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 Yeah, yeah, I see yeah, that, that mostly. That, that took over. Yeah, that's a game changer there. Yeah, Noxzema's so 90s. Each year they got something innovative. Uh, Noxzema with the new thing, your face comes yeah. out like you're 20 years old. Like, get out of here. Um, oh, uh, we're, uh, before we go here, last uh, little news and notes here. Did you hear what happened to uh, Kane's drafted tight end? Yeah, Chris uh, Herndon. Chris Herndon, bro. What happened to him? Bro, got a DWI, bro. DWI. Just signed his rookie contract with the Jets and got a DWI, my agent, man. My agent is his... Uh, is his, his agent? Yeah, my, my, his agent, yeah, Maki Kawa. And, man, bro. and he's hurt. He's, he's not even ready to play. He had a, he's getting his DUI. Damn, man. I think, I don't know the, the specifics. I don't know if he got into an accident or something. But, uh, or if he was just swerving, but I think there was an old man involved or something like that. Yeah, because accident, accident had to happen. If he if he hit the news, he hit something. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen is uh, the NFL, the team. He's going to get suspended. They, they expect this from rookies. They really do. They expect this from rookies, and uh, he's going to go through the, the the policies, this new thing that the NFL has. When you get a DUI, you got to go through some rehab and all that stuff. Yeah. And then he's going to get fined. Oh, and yeah. then he's going to have to figure out, like, the team's gonna have to figure out: Do we have to? Are we gonna cut him before he even touched the field, like Maurice Clarett? Yeah. 
or we're going to really give him an opportunity. He just made a, a a young rookie mistake. Hopefully, bro. Hopefully, he gets another chance. I, I hope he does Chris, too. He's Chris, a, he, he yeah. could be a game changer. He's a yeah. big boy. Yeah, that's the one I always talk about when yeah. I was at the Canes game, uh, taking pictures on the sideline uh, a couple seasons ago. He was the biggest. I remember seeing him across the field on the other side of the fifty, and I was like, "Damn, he'll be that's huge, a big boy over there." Huge. You know, and I saw him in person. Now there's a couple of guys right now that are some big boys on the Canes too, but hopefully they'll uh, they'll amount that. Chris K- uh, was it Cager? Cager. Mm-hmm. That guy's massive, bro. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah, the biggest he's, guy he's just ever a big seen. Big dude, but he's the know. biggest guy I've ever seen as a game is it was Brian McKinney. Oh yeah, uh, I've he, uh, I've I think I saw Brian McKinney one time at mm-hmm. some event, and mm-hmm. yeah, he was just towering. The Biggest Over guy I ever seen, like wide with, yeah. was Vernon Carey. Oh, really? yeah, that's a big man. Ver- his calves were the like the size of this my iPad, bro. Holy shnikes, He's bro. a man. big man. His son is like the number two high school player in basketball. Yeah, he's actually considering oh, yeah, going to basketball. Miami. Yeah. yeah, he's he actually is considering uh, going well, to Miami. Miami's got a good program. genetics, bro. That his son yeah. is huge too. Damn, that's awesome. Let me see here, Vernon Carey, uh, yeah, six five. Yeah. Big dude. He and he got drafted to the Dolphins. He had a he had a, mm-hmm. a productive career. Yeah. He wasn't a waste. No. He was uh let me see here. He was drafted Miami Dolphins two thousand four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say how much he weighed. Oh, three hundred and forty pounds. He was, a, he, he was a big man. Big. He dude. was wide. And you know when somebody's big when you like he he walked he walked smooth, like like light on his feet. He went to Northwestern too. But his calves were so big. I've never <laughs> seen. I'm I'm not over exaggerating. I've never seen a human being calves that big. Dude, you want to see big? His Wait. son is six nine, two forty five. He's a big boy. Shit. And he's a baller, bro. He's a basketball player. He's he, he's a big boy. He's where, do they, where do they play? Where do they, where do they do that? They live here. Davy somewhere probably somewhere in Davy. Uh, no, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Uh, okay. He plays for NSU University School. So yeah. Nova. Yeah, University oh, right. U School, fully accredited independent college preparatory school in Fort Lauderdale. So yeah, like uh, it looks one like of those affiliated. high school slash colleges. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but yeah, he's on the verge. Um, he's one of the highest recruited players, and he's uh, thinking about committing to uh, quite a few schools, uh, yeah. like the Dukes and sure. the North Carolina. He's going to be like one. That. He's going to be a one and done. I can guarantee yeah, you, probably, if, yeah. if if the NBA didn't have that college thing, he'll be going to the NBA. But he'll yeah, he's. He's a big dude. Considered one of the top ten college recruits in the class of 2019. That's imagine, awesome. imagine him going to the Phillip Heat. Junior. His family will go crazy. His dad get drafted to the Miami Dolphins. Dude, six foot nine, two forty five, and you're a junior in high school, bro. You're still growing. Yeah. This guy can still get bigger. He'll probably tap out at seven foot. Holy shit. Six eleven, the crazy, minimum. Dude. That's Damn, crazy. I'm so sorry, Gus. You didn't get that boosted. Like nah, that. that happens. <laughs> oh man, dude. You think wow, Steph, you think Steph, five seven, baby, five seven, standing you, strong. You think yeah. Steph Curry? You think Steph Curry will catch Ray Allen before his career is over? With? Oh, for, oh sure. for sure. Maybe before this series is they over. They have to go to the playoffs. Though, I wouldn't though. be surprised. Wait, that, yeah. He's fifteen. He's behind. fifteen off. I, he uh, can do it next game. He can, <laughs> <laughs> he can hit. He can do eight and eight the next couple of games, or seven and eight. And, and if this goes, if if they don't do a sweep, he's definitely got it. If this goes to five games, he's got it. How do you uh, Steph Curry dad has to be one of the proudest dudes in the world? Like yeah. seeing your son second to uh, Peyton Manning's dad. I I, I can guarantee yeah. you. I, I, I'm, I can't Cambridge speak son. for his dad, Steph Curry's dad. But when you look at your son, he's like a little pipsqueak. Yeah. And you're like, Dad, I want to play basketball and I get big. Okay, son, you can do whatever you want. You're going to motivate him, but you didn't think your son was going to be Steph Curry. Yeah, man. I, I I'm I, I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll he'll be lying if he thought that. Yeah. 
like the best player, one of the best players to ever walk the face of the earth. That's dope. Yeah, man, he's 6'3", 190. He's a couple inches taller than me. And yeah. Quite a few pounds lighter than me right now, but, you know. Yeah, about 10 pounds, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, I'll take that 10 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And with that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another great episode of Lemon City Live, the podcast. I struggled there. We appreciate right? you guys. But I want to thank our sponsors, Soccer Shape and Big Brother Express. Go out, check out the game today. When you listen to this, go watch that. Uh, look. Oh, your Saturday, Frank Gore's um, charity at Armbrister. Yeah, it will be at 4000 Grand Avenue. Uh, Frank Gore will be hosting a event for kids to come out and you know learn how to play football. And there's going to be cheerleaders out there as well. It will be 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's like a little football cheerleader camp, Ch- right? Exactly, on June 9th. Stars at nine ends at one or four thousand Grand Avenue. There you go. So check it out. Go say what's up to TD. He'll be there. Say what's up to Frank Gore. Uh, and, and most importantly, say what's up to us because you know we'll, we'll probably be there. So bring your kids. Yeah, yeah, bring the kids. Go out. Have a good time. Is it? Uh, is it a free camp or is it? Or you have to sign up? It, for it? it says registration starts at nine, so it may be a fee. Okay, I'm not but sure. but it's you, it's not a pre-registration. Go and register. No, it's registration that you okay. you register there. Cool. So definitely go check that out. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Uh, remember. Next uh, June 20th, Wednesday, June 20th, is our next live show from the uh, Nightlife Brewery. So we hope to have everybody there. Drink specials will be going on. So oh, yeah. check with that. Uh, we'll have the, uh, the Facebook event up and loaded by the time you listen to this podcast. So we'll be good to go. Gus, is there anything else for us? We're good. TD, we love you. Again. Pleasure having you guys here. Great show. See you next week.